The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. When Nicole Sandler sits down to do her show, she's the producer, booking the guests, pulling the audio, planning the show, the engineer, running the controls, troubleshooting any problems, playing the sounds, calling the guests, and she's the webmaster, writing the blog, posting the podcast, maintaining the website, not to mention the host, interviewing the guests, explaining the issues, giving opinions, and calling out the bad guys, and then you get the Nicole Sandler Show on NicoleSandler.com. Howdy folks, Mangy Fedlocks here. Today I tip my hat to Colorado. Woo-hoo! And the Supreme Court they've got that has done well. By saying Trump, the human stuffed potato. Oh yeah. Politically can frankly go to hell. He cannot have his name on their state's ballot. Nope. For insurrectionist inducing calls. When judges rule, they often smack their mallet. But this time, they smacked Donald in the balls. Oh, yeah. Figuratively. Oh, that's quickie. it. Uh, Mangy Fetlocks with a quickie today. Uh, quickie, but hey, that was all that was needed, right? Well, at least until, you know, the Supreme Court rules. Because Ellie Mastal, by the way, says um, Supreme Court is just going to shut that whole thing down, you know. But we'll see. We'll see. Because if you listen to George Conway, George Conway says, you know, the dissenting opinions didn't make much sense. And after all, the um, oh, I, I don't have my 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 trusty copy of the Constitution right here. I usually have one um, sitting on my desk, but this studio is still a mess. Um, anyway, um, it, depending who you listen to. But but the news was yesterday afternoon, right when we got off the air, the Colorado Supreme Court said that Donald Trump did indeed participate in an insurrection and um, therefore he, according to the 14th Amendment, cannot serve in office again. Uh, Because that is what the 14th Amendment, Section 3, says. So, of course, all the pundits today and all the political experts and the legal experts are all weighing in. But, you know, we'll see. For right now, we have something to celebrate in this season of celebrations. So here's where we are. Today happens to be December 20th. You know, Festivus, I know it's a made-up holiday, but bear with me for a second here. Festivus always falls on December 23rd. Christmas always falls on December 25th. It's not like Hanukkah. that It changes every year, so we never know exactly when it is. And by the way, it's over now, in case you're wondering. Um, but uh, uh, it, it, Festivus... This year falls on Saturday. Now, if you've been listening to this show for any amount of time, you know that I kind of enjoy the holiday of Festivus for a number of reasons. One, I'm not a joiner. I don't don't participate in the same stuff that everybody else does. I've got to be a contrarian, I guess. Um, You know, I'm not into the whole organized religion thing anyway. But I am, though an ordained minister in the church of the flying spaghetti monster. I am. And it is a thing. And I didn't make it up. I have been, and and I do have my ordination certificate here somewhere, but again, it's, I should have, I should have pulled it out, but I've been, I've been busy today. I'll tell you what I'm doing later. Um, But anyway, um, it's the, the, I'm a pastafarian. That is the name of our sect. If you are a member of the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, you are a Pastafarian. And um, uh, I, as, as an ordained minister, I think it cost me 20 bucks online, I can officiate at weddings. So there's that. Anyway, but, but because that's how I am, I, I sort of like the offbeat, I like the, the non-traditional celebrations I, I the offbeat the irregular the the sort of perverse if you will and that's a reason why I have glommed on to festivus festivus it's it's a festivus for the rest of us a festivus for the rest of us see I told you so here's the thing 
Seinfeld was a TV show back in the 90s. It was a good show. I enjoyed it. It, it, it spurred some, you know, catchphrases that survived, like master of his own domain. Do you remember that episode? It was all about masturbation and they never once said the word masturbation. It was very creative. It was the 90s. So um, uh, George's father, whose name is escaping me at the moment, it was played by um, Jerry Stiller, Stiller and Mirror, uh, uh, Mira, um, uh, Ben Stiller's father, Anne and Jerry, they were, the, uh, you know, anyway, they, they, um, so, so George Costanza's father, played by Jerry Stiller, um, came up with this idea for a holiday. And in fact, here, um, if, for those of you who are not familiar, let me have um, uh, Frank. Oh, his name was Frank. Frank Costanza. That was his name. Here, Frank explains the origins, not the oranges, the origins of the Festivus holiday. Many Christmases ago, I went to buy a doll for my son. <laughs> I reached for the last one they had, but so did another man. Uh-oh. As I rained blows upon him, I realized there had to be another way. What happened to the doll? It was destroyed. <laughs> but out of that, a new holiday was born. A Festivus, a Festivus for the, for the rest, rest of us. <laughs> Yeah. So that's that's what it is. And and there are there are a few traditions that are part of the Festivus holiday. Now, um, you know, every day I put together a graphic for the show. So today here, let me let me um, should the one that's on here uh, for today, this photograph I actually took around the corner. I told you where we're living now in Arizona, the. um <laughs> The street right behind us is known for their Christmas decorations. Like people come from all over the Phoenix area to see the lights on the street. Every house is decorated. But I love it because there's one house that in addition to a big blow up Santa and other stuff, they have a Festivus pole. And a Festivus pole, just so you know, is an aluminum pole. That's all it is. It's a a pole made of aluminum. It's not decorated or anything. It's just silver colored aluminum pole. Um, and the, and the, and, and there's a photograph of the Festivus pole and on it, they have a box for, um, the airing of the grievances. You see, there are two parts to the Festivus celebration. And this is where you come in today because every year at Festivus time, I offer, you know, this program as a, a sort of um, a soapbox for you to get up on, to do one of two or both things. One is, um, the first part of it is the airing of the grievances. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. See? Now you're going to hear about it. I got a lot of problems with you people. And today you're going to hear about it because we will get into the airing of the grievances. The other part of it is the feats of strength. And now as Festivus rolls on, we come to the feats of strength. Not the feats of strength. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I've sort of made it into what I want it to be. So on Festivus each year and today, three days early, because Festivus this year falls on Saturday and I'm not going to be here Saturday. Um, we will have the opportunity to honor those feats of strength and to air our grievances, because that's what you do on Festivus, damn it. So should we be well, since since uh, uh, Frank said um, it begins with the airing of the grievances. But, but, um, George, George never really liked the, um, the Festivus holiday. When George was growing Jerry, up, no. his father no. hated all the commercial and religious aspects of Christmas, yeah. so he made up his own holiday. Oh, and another piece of the puzzle falls into place. All right. And instead of a tree, didn't your father put up an aluminum pole? Oh, Jerry, no. stop it. And weren't there feats of strength that always ended up with you crying? I can't huh? anymore. I'm going to work. You happy now? <laughs> Okay, so that's what Festivus is all about. But what I like to take, you know, at the end of the year, everybody does their lists of the best things that happened this year and the worst things and the best news stories and the whatever. Instead, we do the Festivus thing. So we 
honor feats of strength, and we air the grievances. And so the phone lines are open. 954-889-6410 is the phone number. If you have Skype, you can Skype in. I'm simply Nicole Sandler, all one word. Um, Today... It's just us. And if you don't participate, I'm going to have to fill the hour somehow. So um, I I hope you get in on the spirit of things. But I'll start. um, uh, If we're going to air grievances, well, we'll start with the airing of the grievances. Because I got a lot of problems with not you people, but those people. Like, for instance, Elmo, Elon Musk, took a perfectly good, well, troubled social media site, but a place where journalists gathered and, and broke news. And it was, it was, I'd get news off of Twitter faster than any other outlet faster on Twitter than say an email alert from a newspaper or a a TV network breaking into their coverage. Uh, Right. And Elon Musk because his ego is so huge, overpaid for this thing. He paid $44 billion for Twitter. And then he changed its name to X. Now, if you know, so if you're trying to figure out how to pronounce it now, it's just simply shitter because X I T T E R, you know, X I is pronounced she. I just ask anybody in China. And so it's shitter. And so Elon Musk turned this sweet little bird site into a toilet. And it is literally a toilet. You see, that's how we air our grievances. Uh, I'll do another one. Um, <laughs> Rick asks, do you think Elon gets pissed when people call it, still call it Twitter rather than X? How about when they call it shitter? Ooh. Okay, so um, another airing of my grievances, you know, this year was filled with grievances, a lot of things that that were kind of fucked up. Um, and, and then, you know, sometimes they start out messed up and then they morph into something better. Um, and, and, and that might be sort of um, like Florida. Well, you know, my grievance against Florida, I, I got to leave. I left. I left the state because it is so foobar. But the guy who is governor there, who won re-election somehow, and then decided that he wasn't going to spend another day in the state. Instead, he was going to run for president um, on the platform of a war on woke. Remember that? He said, um, Florida is going to be where woke comes to die. Did you notice how that all fizzled out? That's a good thing, right? It fizzled out because <laughs> it was ridiculous. Um, war on woke. That had to be the most asinine um, campaign statement of all time. And there are some really asinine campaign statements. Um, but yeah, that, that that I just, I do not, I do not get. Um, but, but, you know, the, the, And the Republicans, I've got a problem with those people, too. Let me tell you. So I've got a couple of clips here. You know, uh, let's start with Kellyanne Conway, because I mentioned George earlier and somebody in the chat room said they're not married anymore. No, they're not. George Conway, who was always a very conservative Republican lawyer and Kellyanne Conway were married. I, I, I don't I mean, yeah, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't get it, but it's not up to me to get right. That's, that's part of the thing, but they, um, I guess this year they, they separated and they divorced. They had problems with the daughter who went on the voice or, Oh, American Idol. One of those things. She, she, um, was divorcing her parents. I, it, it's just a clusterfuck in this family. Right. But at least George Conway, you know, found a home with the other never Trumpers on MSNBC and Kellyanne, I guess, is angling to be, um, I don't think Donald Trump's going to get back into the White House, but if he were, she wants to be chief of staff. I think that's her next, the, the position she's eyeballing. Um, here's my grievance on Kellyanne Conway, and it's bigger than just this, but apparently she went on Fox, I'm guessing it was this morning, and here's what she said 
about people like you and me. And, and I, you know, I'm including you in this. I'm thinking you're a Democrat because there's no way you're going to be a Republican in this world, right? So anyway, here's what uh, Kellyanne Conway said today. I just think the Democrats wake up every morning, Emily, and they look at the calendar. The iPhone says January 6, 2021. The date never changes. And then they get an electric vehicle and go get an abortion. I just described the Democratic Party to you in seven seconds. Um, That's it. That's what I see. What? So she says, here's what I think Democrats do. It was hard to understand her because she kind of slurs her words. I think she's been drinking. You know, she was on Fox and Fiends in the morning. Obviously, you got to drink. You got to do shots. Every time they say something stupid and you wind up getting shit faced because what else are you going to do? So she said that they're um, that this is Democrats every day they wake up and look at their iPhone. Well, first of all, Kellyanne Conway, you don't know jack shit because I don't have an iPhone. I don't do Apple products. I've got my very cool Android flip phone. I have a flip phone. It's the Z flip five. Cool, right? It opens up like that. And yes, that's Jackson on my, on my front page. Um, anyway, the, so iPhone, no. And she said, and they look at their iPhone and the date is always January 6th. No, my, the date's Jan- it's December 20th, just like any other day. And then we get in our electric vehicles Well, I don't have one because I can't afford one yet, but hopefully soon I will get one as soon as I possibly can. And then we drive to get an abortion. Um, I would if I needed one. You see, that's the thing about choice. See, see, this is an airing of a grievance. Kelly Conway, I got a problem with you, bitch. And, and you know what? We just, because she said that today, well, you know what? I'm going to save the song because I got it for someone else. Here's another of my grievances. And again, the phone lines are open 954 because you don't just want to hear me bitching all day, right? It's, you get to air your grievances too. And you get to salute feats of strength. And we'll get to some of that. We'll, we'll weave them in and out so it's not all negative, okay? Because there were, there were many feats of strength this year to celebrate. So, um, but I got to play this clip for you. I, in fact, do I... I may have it on video because the video would just make it, well, it would make it that much worse. You know, I'm not going to play the video because Roseanne Barr, yes, Roseanne, um, she participated this weekend, this past weekend, in an event here in the Phoenix area. Did you know that Phoenix is ground zero for Turning Point USA? TPUSA, I know, I thought it stood for Toilet Paper USA too, but it, a turning point, who knew? Anyway, um, Roseanne Barr gets up on stage and she makes this speech. Don't worry, I'm not going to play a lot of it for you. Just about 90 seconds, but I want you to hear just th- this woman lost her shit somewhere. Okay. Um, can we count how many, how many screw ups she makes in 90 seconds? Uh, uh, Let's, let's try. If we don't stop these horrible communists, do you hear me? Communist? I'm asking you to hear me. Yeah. How can we not? Hey, Roseanne, with that voice, how would we not hear you? We hear you. Okay, she said communist twice. Communist, Stalinist, communist. With a huge helping of Nazi fascists thrown in. (laughs) With a huge helping of Nazi fascists thrown in. And yes, she's slurring. I wonder how much she had drunk, drunk uh, on that day. What? A caliphate? She even lost the crowd. You hear first that, you know, they, they were with her until she, they were cool with the Nazi thing, but they got to the word, she got to caliphate and they're like, what? And then they got quiet. They couldn't even go along with her at this point. To replace every Christian democracy on earth now. <laughs> Do you know that? What? What? 
Do you hear the raspberries? Somebody, is somebody going... I just want the truth. <laughs> we deserve to hear the truth. That's what we want. We want the truth. We don't care which party is wrong. We know they're both nothing but crap. They're both on the take. Oh, my God. Listen to her. Oh my goodness. We just want the truth about everything that we fought and died and suffered to protect. We want the truth. That is the most absurd thing I think I've ever heard. And we haven't, I, I think we need to hear the song one more time for this year, don't we? Hey, Roseanne and Kellyanne. I got a little song for ya. I just need you to shut the fuck up cause nobody asked you, bitch. I need you to shut the fuck up, bitch. 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 Shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. It is sad. You know what? She used to be so funny. Do you remember the year that Roseanne hit the air? It was so creative and so different. And she just went off the deep end. She's nuts. And somebody just said she has a nut farm. How fitting is that? All right. So um, Rick Smith said Roseanne's vying to be Trump's VP. No, that would be Tucker Carlson. Another of my grievances for this year. So Tucker Carlson is this idiot you know, here's the thing. These people are all so full of shit. I, I don't know Tucker Carlson. I've never met him. I personally don't spend much time thinking about him because, well, have you listened to him? But you know, when I first heard of Tucker Carlson, he was on MSNBC wearing, wearing that stupid, that stupid bow tie. Remember that bow tie that he wore? Um, and I don't know if he was pretending to be a liberal then or what, but, um, Anyway, now he gets fired from Fox because he's too batshit crazy for even them. And he does a show on Shitter. He wants to be Trump's running mate. Just we'll see. All right. Um, I, I've, I've been telling you it's up to you. Uh, 954-889-6410 is the phone number. And somebody's calling from, it looks like Connecticut. Hi, who's this? Hi, Nicole. It's Dar, Dar calling from Connecticut. Hey, Dar, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm, I'm hanging in there. Glad it's glad it's Wednesday of my last week of shows for the year. Because I need a vacation. I'm I gonna... am. I have a grievance. Quite the you grievance. do good. Okay. What What's your grievance? With Connecticut shelters, rescue rescue. Oh, animal shelters. I'm not sure how. Yeah, they're making perfect the enemy of the good. I think. I have been trying to adopt a second kitten, and I'm getting turned down. You're getting turned down? Yes. 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 I've applied for like four kittens so far. Why? My kitten came. I think it's my age. No. I just turned 59, and apparently, you know, they look ahead 20 years because they expect to live 20 20 years. I, I'm, I am so upset over this because so many cats are being, and animals, cats and dogs are put, being put down and they're not even giving me a response. I know my, my references have been called and I get calls back from them saying, oh, everything went well. You should hear from them. It went great. And my vet, you know, I even asked her, she goes, oh, you're an A++ because I do everything they recommend. I to get all the vaccinations. I go yearly, bi-yearly, whatever is needed. That's and ridiculous, Dar. I gotta, I, 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 so is this is this the like the government, the county shelter that is that is doing this, or is no, it a private? No, they're individual, private, private, um, private shelters. You know, some of them require in-home visits and stuff. Yeah, you know, uh, look, I, I spent the year before the pandemic shut everything down volunteering at the Broward County Animal Shelter. And I learned right, so much. The rescue groups, which look, I, I, I don't, I don't mean to sound like I'm dissing them because they're they're doing important work. There are too many 
uh, stray animals. People don't spay and neuter their yeah. pets. There's too many of them. Right. And the, the rescue groups, though, here's what would get me. They'd go into the shelter and they could put a hold on any animal they see. And when these young puppies and really adoptable animals would come in, the, sh- the, the rescue groups would come in and put a hold on them so that the general public couldn't even take them. And then they turn around and I, I get that they provide medical care and take care of the animals until they can be adopted. But they, many of them, I'm not saying all of them, many of them slap exorbitant adoption fees on them, where if you go to the county animal shelter, they just want to get the the animals into houses. And maybe they don't do enough in terms of vetting the the potential adopters. Um, But, but, um, you know, at least in Broward County, Florida, certainly by the time I left, it, there was no fee to adopt. They just wanted to get the animals out of the shelter and into homes. If it's a private rescue group doing this, go to another one, Dar. There are so many of them out there. And there are cats, adult cats and kittens constantly, you know, there's, you? they spit them out all the time. There are, there, there are many, many more than there are homes for them. I can't believe anyone would deny you. It just hurts me so much that, I mean, I feel like I'm like, a really good cat and dog mom. And I feel that there's so many elder pe- older people that are home all day. And my sister got turned down for dogs too. She had to go an, uh, an unusual route to get her, her dog. That's 65 insane. years old. She, she just retired. She couldn't get pup. She couldn't get a puppy. Wow. And then wow. Um, with, with the kitten that I have, I went to an animal control shelter. It was, it, it, it said on pet finder, $150. And so when I went to, actually purchase her they charged me 50 and they said 45 of that would go towards the animal hospital that she needed to be spayed before they could release her i had to wait two weeks for the appointment i had to go to their hospital i I asked like you know i'm very responsible can i take it to my hospital no no we we won't release it until and and you get 45 dollars discounted so i figured the 150 dollars would be I'd have, probably have to pay $100 at the animal hospital. Right. No, it was $400. <gasps> $400. Oh, my God. Okay, see, see yeah. in this, look, and I, and I so appreciate the work that individual rescues do. And most of them, right, I know. most of them, I think, are great and honest. But others, I believe there are those who charge ridiculous amounts of money. If you go to your county pound, your animal shelter, you'll, yeah. you, it'll be much easier. And, and they have tons yeah. of animals who need homes. And the thing is, at these, at the, the county shelters, most of them are not no-kill shelters. The rescue groups are. They will foster them out. They will make sure they're taken care of. Um, if you want to adopt one of theirs, they may charge you a ridiculous amount of money. If you go to the county animal shelter, chances are, and I don't know what it is like in Connecticut, I can only tell you, you know, where I've been and in yeah. Broward County. They don't let the animals out until they're spayed or neutered, and it's included in the adoption fee, and oftentimes those fees are waived. Um, And the thing is, they want them out because I don't think they want to euthanize them. I don't think they want to kill them, but they wind up putting too many animals to death, and I'm using that word Mm. rather than the euphemism because it's important we know. Right. and, and there are there are tons of them. So I understand why you'd want to support a rescue group because most of them do very good work. And I and but, two of them I've 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 been donors to. I've been their donor. I'm like uh, I'm not. Well, that's the last no. money I'm sending you. Go to the county shelter, please. Go visit the county animal shelter where you live. Yeah, and let me know how it goes because I have a feeling you'll have a very different experience. Okay. All right. I hate giving that advice. I really do, because I would love to be able to um, um, support the rescue groups. I just I've I've gotten a bad taste in my mouth about too many of them because I don't think they're in it for the the best interests of the the pet. They have such ridiculous questions, like really intrusive, invasive questions. And then, you know, wanting an in-home inspection, some of them want to follow up like one month later in your home to make sure everything is going okay. Yep. Really, really, you know, I mean, uh, that's great in an ideal world, but animals are being put down, you know, it's just 
No, it was crazy. You know, when I adopted my first dog as an adult, I was living in Los Angeles. And when I bought my first house, the one I was talking about, Laurel Canyon, um, the minute I like closed on the house, I'm like, okay, now I can get a dog. And I went out looking, um, you know, there, there were little pet adoption events everywhere. And I was walking down Ventura Boulevard with a friend of mine. And sure enough, there was a rescue group there with a bunch of animals. And we walked down the aisle and all the dogs were barking and going crazy. And I'm like, Nope, nope, nope. Get to the very end, and there's this dog lying there, just majestically sitting there quietly looking at me. She was so gentle, and I went and I petted her, and it's like, this is her. I know it. This is my dog. And I waited for them to, I gave them all my information. They're like, all right, we're going to call you. Days go by. I didn't hear from them. Of course, I had a microphone at the time. I was doing radio in Los Angeles. And I went on the air and I said, I don't understand what's going on. I want to adopt this dog in this rescue group. And I had their name. And I said, and they just haven't called me. Well, after that, they called me. (laughs) And I wound up (laughs) adopting her. And she was my, Sandy, she was my first baby. Um, But yeah, they're they're very, you know, they come and do a home visit. And they do, look, I went through this when I I adopted my daughter. Yeah, but, you know, it's all well and good. But if they're not going to follow through and then they're going to say, no, you can't have this animal, that's bullshit. Go somewhere else. There's plenty of animals that need homes. I agree. I agree. Wow. And Karina in the chat room said it just got an ad for American Humane, like a like a. Uh, that's weird, isn't it? Like an ad gets served for that. All right, Dar, I'm going to run and grab another call, but thank you and happy holidays. Sure. And go, go get, go get that kitty. <laughs> I'll try. Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye. Um, all right. Oh, Spocko. Uh, Spocko, you there? I'm here with grievances. Oh, good. Okay. Well, uh, uh, well, in that case, what is your grievance? Cause I got a problem with those people. Um, I've got a tech grievance. Um, I was listening to the fantastic call with Lisa Graves mm-hmm. and the audio kept cutting out and the sunspots, we can blame the sunspots, but it just drove me nuts because I wanted to put together a bunch of her great comments ah. for clips later Yay! and I couldn't. Oh, and no. then... I also wanted to use her on the, you know, on the, on the clip, but like, but she froze up. And so I couldn't have her speaking. She froze up and, and look, you know, usually I can point to what the problem is on my end. Cause you know, the gremlins and all that. I couldn't, there was nothing wrong on this end, but her video froze. The, I, I didn't know why still don't know why. And then the audio thing, it all sounded fine on this end, but I watch, you know, I watch the chat room. So you guys give me feedback on what you're hearing. Um, I do think it was the solar flares because uh, there's been weird tech stuff going on. Usually that kind of stuff happens when there's um, uh, Mercury's in retrograde and there's issues with communication. But the only thing I can think of are the solar flares. It's not Mercury's. It's the stupid corporations. Uh-huh. They have a tremendous amount of capacity, but they're just not giving it to the consumers. And that's one of the problems that I just, you know, drives me nuts because, and I also like to, you know, you know me, I always like to be positive what you can do about it. Um, so one of the things I want to do is I'm going to talk to both uh, this week, this Friday, coming up with. Uh, with Empty Wheel, with Marcy, mm-hmm. I need to make her have a, a, a even better microphone, better lighting. And I'll do the same with Lisa, too, because I want to have her look good and sound good so I so we can use clips to get, yes. get out their information. Now, now, now Spocko, you're, you're, you're speaking the way I would love to hear you speak. Have you thought about our phone call from the weekend? Still thinking. Still, still thinking. thinking about it. Okay. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. So okay. I, I won't put to, you, uh, I won't, I won't put you on the spot. I won't, I won't, yeah. I won't, I won't, uh, uh, um, elaborate on what I'm being very cryptic about, but, yeah, um, well, I, I just want to make sure that all the great stuff that comes out of this show, like Marcy and Lisa, yeah. mm-hmm. and that there's a way that people can say, wow, we hear this stuff from you guys the best. Yeah. And that's, you know, and I was talking about, uh, Feats of strength. Yes. 
one of the things, the greatest feats of strength this that I see this week was the the wins by the uh, unions, yes. the wins by Ruby Freeman, yes, Shay Moss, yes, the Dominion. Remember yeah. they do, remember the Dominion one. I do. It's on my list. E. Jean Carroll on I mean, my list. Yes, that, those are great things that that encouraged me, and uh, and then my next grievance, my as it, my my final grievance, um, is something that Laffy and I have been going on about, which is you put up something positive, you put up some positive news, like this is great news, and instantly people say, yeah, well, he'll never pay, or that'll never happen, or yeah, no. wake me when this right. happens. It is so. So distressing. And so one of the things I remember from my years of improv theater um, is doing the instead of yes and and say, this was a great piece of news. And, and, and so instead of but. Anticipate this. So right. t- today's great, yesterday's great news that Trump's going to get, you know, booted off of off of the uh, Colorado off ballot. Of, uh, the ballot in Colorado. And everybody was like, yeah, but, you know, yep. Supreme Court. I'm like going, yes, and yes, the Supreme and. Court is not going to, allow, you know, let that go. And by this time, uh, when they decide, maybe Clarence Thomas is going to be kicked off. Ooh. He's going to have to recuse himself. So, yeah, yes, yes and. and yes. And Clarence Thomas, maybe he and Ginny will be relegated to a life of just having to be with each other in their little RV in the Walmart parking lot. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great time. Uh, I I just wanted to say those things really made me happy. And I instantly went off into the, uh, sadly went off into the, Oh God, I know how this is going to do. The Democrats are going to attack Biden. Mm. They're going to attack Biden because Trump will be off the ballot. It's like, no. no. Well, so yeah. I'm trying to think of the positive way of looking. Gotcha. At this, so. And thank you for that, Spocko. So, you know what? Okay. Because I've been concentrated. Thank you, Spocko. I, I appreciate it. All right. Keep thinking about what we talked about, and I'll, I'll talk to you later. Have a very happy Christmas. You too. Okay, thanks. Uh, so, so since I've only been bitching, I've been, I've been airing my grievances. I should... I should give out some feats of strength. And I got to say that Spocko stole some of my ideas. But you know what? He didn't steal it because we're all one big family. And that's a feat of strength. We're thinking along the same lines. So here's my list of feats of strength. You ready? Number one, the Colorado Supreme Court for reading and understanding Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. On Tuesday, they ruled that Donald Trump is disqualified from being president under the 14th Amendment and may not appear on the state's 2024 presidential primary ballot. It was a 4-3 vote. Um, uh, Of course, Trump's campaign condemned the decision as a, quote, scheme to interfere in an election on behalf of crooked Joe Biden. Okay. Um, my n- number two on my feats of strength goes to the strikers from the WGA to SAG-AFTRA, United Auto Workers, the railroad workers, the nurses, UPS. We've got uh, Chris, who's usually in the chat room. I don't think he is today. UPS, UPS won without ever having, without ever going out on strike just by threatening to do it. They got their demands met. Go labor. Three, on my feats of strength, Ruby and Shay, those women rock. Four, Dominion voting systems. You see, Spocko, we are, we're, we're, we're on the same wavelength here. Dominion voting systems that, that prevailed in their defamation suit against Fox, and it's not over yet. Now, you know, one of my grievances is also is Fox because they are supposed to pay up uh, close to a billion dollars and they're not paying and they haven't changed their evil ways either to quote a song. Um, But maybe they will in 2024 when the Smartmatic defamation lawsuit goes to the courts because they are claiming even larger damages, financial damages than Dominion did. And that's got to put a hurtin' on Fox, not news. 
Um, feats of strength, the movie industry with Barbin Barbenheimer, uh, because I, I, you know, got me back into the movie theaters. I hadn't been to a movie since before COVID until Oppenheimer and Barbie. I went to both of them and I actually liked them both. Um, feats of strength, Taylor Swift, you go girl. Uh, the fact that she was named Time Magazine's Person of the Year, I just think is perfect because, again, and I, I sound like a broken record, being named Person of the Year is not an honor. There's nothing to aspire to. It just, uh, according to the editors of Time Magazine, it simply means that you have influenced the news, the headlines, more than anyone else. And in Taylor's uh, case... She probably didn't, but they explained that they went for the one person who gave joy to her fans. Um, And yes, at a time when we really need joy and good feelings and fun and music, yay, you go Taylor Swift. And, And I'll put Bruce Springsteen in there too, because he's 73 damn years old and still putting on a three and a half hour show that blows almost any other performer out of the water. And yes, we'll be seeing Bruce the first show when he picks up again, because, you know, he, he canceled all the remaining shows because he's dealing with an ulcer, with a, um, a, pepsi, a peptic ulcer or something like a bad stomach thing. Um, but he's picking up again in March in Phoenix. And let me give you a little heads up. If, if there's a show and I know here's a, here's a, here's a grievance. I got a problem with ticket prices, damn it. So 2023 was the year that ticket prices exploded. And it basically, I think it started with Bruce, which really pissed me off because Springsteen always kept his ticket prices low. Like everyone else would be charging hundreds of dollars and Bruce's were like 75 Right. It, it, and maybe, you know, the floor seats were a little bit more expensive, but they were affordable. And this time he, you know, I guess he saw everyone else taking the what, what they call dynamic pricing and whatever the market will bear. It's capitalism, man. Um, and he he bought into it and it pissed me off. It pissed off a lot of people to the point where there is a fan magazine called Backstreets that stopped publishing. They said, Bruce, let us down. We're done. Um, so, so, but here's the point I'm getting at is I will not pay those exorbitant prices, even for Bruce Springsteen. I just will not do that. And so um, I figured I'm not, I got to go to see him in, in Florida because my sister got free tickets through the Seminoles at the Hard Rock uh, because of somebody she works with. Um, so that, you know, that's how I like my tickets, free and great seats when you can get them. Hey, who would complain? Um, here in Phoenix, I thought I, I'm not going to be able to go. I missed the on sale. Not that I would have paid anything more than face value for the ticket and face value being, you know, what, 75 bucks is what Springsteen usually charges. So... I thought, what the hell, I'm just going to go onto the Ticketmaster website and, and see what, you know, what, if there's anything available, I figured it would be sold out. Turns out there were tickets for $75 each behind the stage in the nosebleed section, but that's okay. You're in the building. And you, you know, there are always, there are always seats. So, um, I will always, you know, I'll walk around and I'll find empty seats and sit. So, um, so that, that's my feet of strength and my grievance all rolled into one. Okay. Um, back to the phones. Hello. Do you have a, a grievance? I have a grievance and a feet of strength. Okay. And I, and I would like to do yes. the feet of strength first Okay. to start with the positive. Okay. The feet of strength is to the women of Texas just for putting up with living there, but specifically the women who recently have received tickets for driving in the carpool lane and have contested the tickets on the basis of the, their being pregnant Love it. and responding to the Texas courts by saying, if you fuckers 
want to say that I that our child is a child the moment there's a heartbeat, then there are two people in this fucking car. There you go. So that is a feat of that strength. That is a feat my of grievance, strength. My grievance is one that I have aired before, but it can never be aired too much, and that is with asshole Merrick Garland, who sat and twiddled his fucking Ooh, thumbs I, 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 while I, I, Rome burned. Okay, but I have, I, 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 I got to find this now, um, because if I can find where I kept this, I, I have an answer to that. And, and the, what the, what the evidence is telling us, David, is you're not going to like this, that, um, okay, let, I'm going to share with you a thread from the shitter from somebody who is a, uh, he's a news contributor, former head of public affairs, U.S. Justice Department, Obama-era Treasury official, former Capitol Hill aide. His name is Anthony Coley. And what is that noise? You all of a sudden got really loud. I don't know what to tell you. Okay. All right. So let me read to you what um, Anthony Coley tweeted. It's a bit of a thread here, but it's important. It's a thread, he writes, on the now debunked narrative that Garland's Department of Justice wasted 2022. So let me read this. My great frustration running comms at DOJ is that I couldn't always correct the record on things that were factually wrong. Matters related to grand juries, for instance. That inability to insert key facts into the public discourse often leaves the public with a wrong impression or incomplete context of the DOJ's work. In the gap, many well-meaning people speculate wildly and often come to wrong conclusions. For example, in the election interference case against Trump, one wrong conclusion was that Garland's DOJ was slow, inept, behind the ball. You picked the euphemism from your favorite talking head. That was really wrong. Quote, The filing indicates federal prosecutors began weighing obstruction charges in connection with the Trump probe well before the House's January 6th Select Committee formally recommended that the former president be indicted on the charge. And this, quote, the underlying documents show that the Justice Department fought extensive battles throughout 2022 to access crucial information to support a criminal case throughout 2022. The takeaway, much of the Department of Justice's investigative work takes place out of the public eye. DOJ speaks through its filings. And just because the public doesn't see action slash movement on a matter, that doesn't mean that nothing is happening. End. Okay. Can you please remind me what year it was when the January 6th insurrection took place? Uh, 2021. Right. Yeah. Yep. Do you see the flaw and, in and his yes, argument? And, and, and I just to, you know, to air the grievances, somebody named Monty Bowen 99 responded and says the issue was that DOJ wasted 2021, not 2022. And then continued and said, even the January 6th House Select Committee, which started late as a last resort after failed attempts to spin up an independent commission and obstruction by Republicans, hit the road running on July 1st, 2021. So I get your point, but there's, you know, I'm trying to give the benefit of the doubt. He doesn't deserve the benefit of the doubt. (laughs) I'm sorry. And this is my grievance. Uh, And you're entitled to it. There's your grievance. I am entitled to it. You're aggrieved. I am entitled to it. Okay. And I believe I am right. Again, the riot, the insurrection took place on January 6th of 2021. That's right. Biden took office 14 days later. On the 15th day, Merrick Garland should have been pursuing charges. Right. And you know what? And Nevitz forever in the chat room has another grievance and and wrote, agreed. When the fuck is DeJoy going to get fired? Yep. (laughs) 100%. There you go. Yes. 100%. And Spocko, Spocko says, and on Friday, Marcy will be talking about how she was right about what Garland was doing. So, you know, there's, there's two sides to every story. No, there's three. There's my side, your side, and the truth generally lies somewhere in the middle. Well, that's true. You, you got that right. I also have a uh, feat of strength that I would like to cite. Yeah. And um, okay. that is 
the strength of Nicole Sandler for powering through all of the bullshit that life has sent her way this year and moving forward nonetheless. That is a tremendous feat of strength. Well, thank you, honey. To which the plate in my head is off to you. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. All right, I'm going to go because I got someone else calling. I'll see you in a bit. Bye. That was David, in case you didn't know. Um, Okay, somebody, uh, I think, oh, did I just, hello? Is this uh, 561 area code? Are you calling from New York? Uh, No, this is Hillary calling from Boca. It's Hillary. You know, I get confused with the 516 and the 561, and I never remember which. And 561 is Boca. Hey, Hillary. This is my old friend, Hillary. I miss you here in Florida, but I'm going to say that um, I have three feats of strength. One is that I heard that in the... um, um, in the Colorado Supreme Court, they actually cited Gorsuch when he was in the Colorado yep. court. So that may be, a, um, you know, a little poke in the, for the U.S. Supreme Court. That's right. Um, my other two-part um, feats of strength are you. Oh, well, thank you. And um, A... Kudos for getting out of Florida. <laughs> it's one of the better uh, things I've done recently, yeah. We, we miss you down here, but um, definitely a feat of strength. Yes. And also, the feat of strength is you speaking truth, and you understand what I'm talking about. I know exactly what and you're talking about, and it's... And, I and, appreciate you. Well, and I appreciate you too, Hillary, and thank you so much. You know, speaking truth, sometimes I say things that may not be popular among some listeners, and uh, because I spoke my truth um, and, and yeah. continue to speak my mind and say what I believe. And look, I know that people don't always agree with me and I don't expect people to agree with me all the time. Um, I, you know, I lost a number of listeners and I lost a number of donors and you know what? Mm. They're lost. We'll just have to, we'll just have to leave it at that. And and so so that them, them not getting it will be a grievance, but yes. you are definitely a feat of strength. Well, thank and you. I thank you. Well, thank you. And please come visit. If you, you know, you, you have a place to stay if you ever want to come visit Arizona. Oh, that's very sweet. I'm definitely a hotel person, but um, <laughs> I definitely appreciate that, that offer. And uh, well, one of these days, I'll get back into doing some traveling. I, okay. I've only been I've only been to that area once, and that was for Netroots. Oh wow! You know, I'll, I'll definitely has Net, consider it. Has Netroots been in Arizona? Yeah, no. yeah. It was um, was it the twenty fifteen? Oh, twenty. No. When when yeah, because those when, were the years I was going. Um, because I went from like twenty ten through like 2015 or so. So yeah, but, uh, but I uh, never, never in Arizona, but uh, I'm sure they've been here at some point, as long as there are union hotels, they they will go. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That was, um, that was, yeah. Bernie was, that was the year when, when, um, Bernie was there and, um, was the the guy, the other guy. Oh, was that the year, the whole black lives matter thing? That, yes. that might have been the yes. first year I didn't go. That might have been it, yeah. right? Ah, yeah, yes. Who and could that forget was that? Also one of the early um, huge Bernie events uh-huh. that totally shocked and overwhelmed people, and I was there. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, you stay All safe right. there in Florida, okay, <laughs> Hillary. <'cause- laughs> I'm I'm doing my best. Okay. <laughs> you know, I feel like I'm being pulled one arm one way and one arm the other way. I but I'm doing doing you. my best to ha- hang in my strength. All and right. uh, you you've been a great help. Oh so well, thank, thank you. you. As have you. Thank you, Hillary. Uh, we'll talk soon. Bye. Take care.
Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye. That's Hillary in uh, in uh, Brown. She's in Palm Beach County, actually, and she's great. I've known Hillary um, just through. I, I think I met her when I was doing the show on WINZ. When I was doing mornings, I was working with Jim Defeaty first, and then. Um, you know, doing mornings and, and she was always a wonderful supporter and very involved and um, runs the, the local chapter of the Raging Grannies and just is great. And by the way, her father wrote one of my all-time favorite books from when I was a kid. It's an amazing book called Flowers for Algernon. Um, his name is Daniel Keyes. And if you've never read that book, you should read it. Actually, I need to get, I think I'm going to buy that for Allison maybe for... Hanukkah, um, uh, because she one time asked me what book she should read, and I couldn't think, and it's Flowers for Algernon. Yeah. Okay, anyway, I digress. So I see we're getting close to the end of the hour, and I want to make sure to um, tell you, because I just finished recording the show to run on Christmas Day. So I'm taking off next week. Um, the week between Christmas falls on Monday, uh, next Monday is Christmas. And then um, I'll be back. What's the first day in Jan? The first day back in January is um, the second. So the first is New Year's Day. I'll take that day off too. Um, so Tuesday, the second, we'll be back. But so for the week that I'm off, I'll, I'll run shows and I'm, I'm leaning towards the music stuff only because, um, you know, I, I'm, I, we need a rest from the politics because everything's gotten so ugly. But what I put together today was the, um, uh, the, the, the Christmas music show. And I, I may do another one to run over the weekend. So there's like two hours worth of Christmas music for you. But what I did this time was I, I think it's Jim Ladd's death really got to me. And I've been in my head a lot and thinking about my time in, in radio in Los Angeles. And when I worked at KLOS and I produced the Mark and Brian show. And one of the things that I was most proud of were the Christmas shows. We, we put on a Christmas show every year that was amazing. Um, so I was the producer from 1990 to 94. And um, so I, I did four Christmas shows. The first year uh, before I got there, they had been doing them at the Marriott, the airport Marriott ballroom. That's where they emanated from. Um, it grew under my uh, purview and we moved up in the second year to um, the Hollywood Palladium, which is a, like a legendary thing. And we had musical artists uh, come in at six o'clock in the morning, perform live. All these artists did one of their own songs and a, and a Christmas song, a holiday tune. Well, I went through the tapes that I could find from those four years and I pulled out some of the musical highlights and put together an hour of, um, uh, of music to play on Christmas day. And let me tell you who's on this. Emerson Lake and Palmer, Kenny Loggins, Mel Torme. Yes, Mel Torme came and sang the Christmas song that he wrote, by the way. Um, Mark Cohn, uh, Barry Manilow, with a listener, did an amazing rendition of Baby, It's Cold Outside. Um, the Generators, that's Bill Moomy and Dave Jolliffe, who you've gotten to know on the show uh, from the SAG after strike. They, he was in The Generators, and they did a song called I've Got Some Presents for Santa. Um, Glenn Campbell and Donny Osmond together. So I put together an hour's worth of music um, from these Mark and Brian Christmas shows from those four years. That will be, uh, it'll air on the Progressive Voices Network on, on Christmas Day, on Monday, the 25th. Um, it will not be on YouTube because, you know, I can't do music on YouTube because they'd copyright violate me. But anyway, so that's that. And then maybe, you know, Karina's saying, I, I hope the Pogues make the playlist. They may make it for the second show. I'll do another like um, non-traditional Christmas music show that maybe it can run on progressive voices over the weekend maybe i'll run it tuesday even though it's after christmas you know um yeah it's a it's a good show i promise you you will enjoy it um some of those things i hadn't heard in so long and it's like wow i can't believe we put all this together it was pretty awesome so i invite you to listen it, they will all also be posted on my website at nicole um 
I'm not sure if they'll be part of the podcast or not because my podcast company spits out shows that are all music. It doesn't let me put them through because you really can't podcast music. It's another one of my um, grievances <laughs> uh, for another day. All right. So uh, I just want to make sure I'm not forgetting anybody in my feats of strength. Um, oh, Seagull Day. You know what? I'll have to tell you about that tomorrow. There's some woman who, for her family, put together another holiday, sort of like, um, you know, uh, Festivus, but more positive. So I'll share that with you tomorrow because we're just flat out of time now. All right. Um, as always, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, tomorrow's Thursday. Howie Klein will be here Friday. Empty wheel. Marcy Wheeler will be here. And then, you know, it's a week off to, uh, regroup and hopefully start fresh in, uh, in the new year. Chris asked, would I like to be on NPR in some fashion? <laughs> well, we tried the Pacifica thing and that didn't work. Sure. I'd love to be back on the air in some fashion, but you know, we'll see for now. I can say fuck on the internet. So I'm happy. Have a great uh, night, everyone. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, you know what comes next, right? Peace out. And, and, uh, and I'm late in getting off because, ah, my, <laughs> I hate it when the buttons don't push the way they're supposed to. Okay, we'll try this again. See you tomorrow. Peace out.